We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Woody, thank you so much. And uh, rainy day out there. Stay, uh, be careful. Be careful. Stay dry. And uh, if you have to and you're a little bored, meet me for a little mall walk. <laughs> Oh, God. You know, the driving gets real vicious out there in the rain, man. That, I do, that's the tough part of the I whole do rain know that. thing. It's just the driving gets Well, that's why it's better to, you know, walk by a mall near you. You know, the nearest <laughs> one to you. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, we've got uh, a lot of stuff going on. Hey, Woody, uh, crazy. Somebody, we were just talking last night because um, everybody in my life talks sports nonstop, too. Uh did you know this? I didn't even think of this. That Inter-Miami franchise value and the Miami Marlins franchise value is about the same right now. Is that weird? It's weird, but it sounds very accurate. With what Messi has done yes. and, the, and the revenue and obviously what they're going to build, that value is only going to go up when they get their, their new facility in Miami. Um. And the Mar and and the Marlins, people thought whatever they paid it was too much because others that were interested in buying thought it was a uh, hundred to two hundred million too much. So some people backed out. Some some people saw it a, a little bit under a billion. Some saw it at you know nine hundred. Um, without saying names, but yeah, there were some people said I'll get it, but it's got to be the right price because this thing has not done well and needs to be built up and there's no guarantee what this fan base is going to look like when it's finally at our best on what we can spend. It still might not work short of us getting checks from the rest of the league, which by the way, some people are getting pissed off and saying, Hey, Marlins got to get rolling. I, I forget what team it was. was complaining about the Marlins. That was the Yankees. Yankees yeah, complaining. They complain about a bunch of those teams. They shouldn't be complaining too much. They got a hell of a TV contract there. Um, but I, I just thought, wow, that was fast. Of course, Messi's a huge part of it. It, it was fast. Almost doubled in, in value when we got Messi. I think, Joe, we will see. I don't know how long it'll take, but I do think – Major League Soccer will become, eventually will become more lucrative, more popular overall than Major League Baseball in this country. Really? I do. And, and I only say that and, you know, I don't I'm know, not trying Woody. to piss off anyone. No, no, like no, Woody. I'm but... with this comment. <sighs> but, Joe, like, I, I just see what the younger generation is, is following and what they're into, and I can tell you there is a lot more interest around soccer. There, there just is. I, and that that's not really – I don't think that's even debatable. I mean, you go to the park, you see everyone's playing No, no, soccer. I get the first sport. All the kids are playing soccer. First sport you put your little ones into, whether they like sports or not, including all my daughters, is run around and the, but they follow each that, other and though. kick no, the soccer ball. I know ball. what you're saying. Soccer's the first sport you play because it's the easiest, whatever. You can go out with little kids. But there, there's a big following for this stuff, man. The kids are really 
are really into it. See, see what I don't know why you're saying that, and and I brought this up, and and this market is the wrong one because you know there's some great baseball markets. I do, of course, I know that. Yeah, I know you you know yeah. the value of the Yankees. I, I went to and, a Cubs game this past season. I and know the Dodgers like over there. Okay, so the Wrigley Field and the Cubs, all that. So so the thing I I are we ever going to have a soccer market in this country? That's going to be as big as those traditional St. Louis and all those traditional places that have got to be worth. I, I don't know their value. I haven't even looked. I, I know the Yankees are worth a lot of money. I think the Mets are up there worth a lot of money. And yeah, I mean, I don't think we're talking about a major league soccer franchise that's more valuable than the Yankees or the Red Sox or something like well, that. Well, you think but, overall, but you I wouldn't do, be surprised. I just think if you were to look at it, Joe, I mean, I think soccer is trending in one direction and baseball is – is trending in another, right? Well, like if you're doing stock up, stock down. And I do think Major League Soccer will continue to attract talent from guys as long as the money's there, right? You get you got a big deal with Apple. As long as the money's there, they're gonna keep you know, they're gonna get guys. But Joe. but this but I'm not taking a shot to enter Miami. Listen, I, I'm I'm getting ready to say something. That thing doesn't almost double in value if there's no Messi and what Messi comes with. I mean, it's really amazing. He's not only maybe the greatest player to ever play the game, but by still coming here and still winning awards and staying and what he did in the 11 or 12 games is like the greatest teaser and Adidas throwing in money and Apple throwing in money and jerseys, our jersey sells, my God, for Messi in 19 different colors. That thing almost caught the value of what it was worth to what it's worth now is almost the same value as the Miami Marlins. Well, I think at least, just, at least for this market, I think the Marlins put about as good a product out on the field this past year as they are capable of putting together. And that you're right, and that's scary. People did not really. So the, their that numbers, product. but their numbers, they're going to say for a second year we'll be we'll be seeing this pretty soon from from uh, from the top. They're going to say, hey, our numbers are up again. We had another year, and we're up six percent or seven percent. And you're saying, well, that's great, except. We're talking about ten thousand a game, or eleven thousand, or twelve thousand a game. Still way behind the rest of uh, a lot of the league. And Tampa Bay's going through the same thing, and they got a really good product, really good product without a new ballpark yet. Yeah, I, yeah. I just think there. Are, and you're right; there are definitely traditional baseball markets that this won't this won't happen to. But I, I just the soccer is really popular, man. You know, the it's Moss family. Group. I believe the Moss family came out when this started. Now, the Moss family wanted the Marlins. Let, let, let's start a little history lesson with, uh, with a family that I'm a big fan of, the Moss family. Uh, they came out, and they wanted the Marlins, and they thought they had it. And they got it stuck to them. They, they didn't like the way it was treated. They, th- I, they, they thought it was theirs. They didn't get it. So this Inter-Miami thing – had a chance. He bought out some of the partners, and uh, along with Beckham, and and now the together Beckham and the Moss brothers have this team. And they said someday. I remember their next comment was, "Now they had that. It was like someday our soccer team's going to be worth more than the Miami Marlins." Well, think about this, John. I mean, let me ask you now: Which team would you rather own? Inter Miami's about to move to a huge complex deal you know with the park and all that stuff freedom park or whatever they're calling it out there by the airport yeah i mean which team would you rather have i, I don't even think you could you would like if you had to invest today 
Oh no! If and I, you were okay. like, which team? Well, if you're doing so that, say, it's not even let's close. Say someone I'm, I'm, offered you one percent of each of those teams. I'm going in. I'm going. I'm going Inter Miami all day. But I also grew up on a trajectory to be a monster down here. But I still like watching and going. I know and you do. So, so I'm just telling you because that's the first sport I traveled to watch my uncle play and my cousin play, and you know I was going to double and triple A games as a. I mean, I just I was in baseball up to my dad was all baseball, so it was uh, that was it, and so I I really do like baseball a lot. Although you'd never know with my relationship with the team. It's you know been a little questionable at times, but we get a, a quick text here. Five hundred one says we're just now getting to the point where we have three generations of people who played soccer in this country. In about twenty years, soccer will overtake hockey and baseball. Well, hockey—I didn't even mention hockey, but that one's probably a no-brainer. Well, I got to tell you, man. Um, I got to say this on behalf of—and he—and by the way, that could be that could be true. I mean, I I can't speak for every market though. We have a unique market. We, we have a lot of Hispanic and a lot of people that come from places where they play. My daughter-in-law is Brazilian, and everything is soccer. From when she's a little girl playing over there to, you know, that that's it. Um, but that's an interesting one. That that's uh, But I don't know about a lot of these markets, and the problem is we just have not been a very good baseball market to get back is, is the problem. And that's interesting because you keep saying there's so many baseball fans down here. You get the World Baseball Class and they go nuts over it. But for some reason, they won't latch on to the Marlins. Another texture says, without Messi, the soccer team is just the strikers 2.0. There's no injury. That's true, by the way. The Messi effect will wane because Messi won't play that much. It will be a waste of time. The team will fold in a decade. So I like to think that a company like Apple has their crap together and probably knows what they're doing. But 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 you can't you can't you would you got to agree with part of that text that Texas well yeah of course Messi's a huge factor but I I think it's not just Messi right I I think that there will be more players they just signed another guy yeah who's a, a big name Suarez. yeah Suarez one but of his they, Barcelona teammates they will I believe that they that is going to be the MLS business model right they're going to continue to find a way to get these guys that are towards the end of their careers. Well, they're going to want to play here in Miami. Top league. So where do you think all those guys that come over here from? Plenty, I think there's plenty of American markets guys who want to play in. Really? Oh, you got L.A., you got New York. I don't know. I didn't hear all those guys. Is it Maybe it's a messy thing, but I think a lot of them like living here, and I think a lot of them are of down here do. in the offseason. Of course they What's do. What's his other uh, Barcelona team. teammate that he had that's really good? That you know, Alba? No, the other guy that, did, that didn't come that's still one of the best players, and he's always injured. Matter of fact, I think he just blew his oh, knee. Oh, Neymar? Neymar, got, he's down here all the friggin' time, and he ain't that's playing Jimmy for Inter Miami. Yeah, that's that's Jimmy's friend. All right, they're we, not going to play here until they're at the end of their career, Joe. But I, I still think that that's going to be, you know, kind of the model for that league. Is they're going to get these guys towards the end? If if they didn't get messy down here, we weren't going to deal with that thing about jacking prices up and going to watch the greatest of all time. That doesn't happen with. By the way, you got the World Cup going to be played at. Stadium down the street. By the way, that's going to be good for business, too. Yeah, I would say. How about a couple friendlies between uh, Inter-Miami and some of those teams that are going to be coming soon to South Florida, too? All right. We got to go to break here. We got – oh, my gosh. We're not we're not jumping into Kyle Krabs time. I, I can tell you we'll go along with Kyle Krabs, Locked on Fence podcast. That's coming up next. But first, want to take a second to, to find out if you're dealing with low T. I was dealing with low T, low testosterone levels. And, man, I can just tell you this. I was tired. <laughs> I got a good night's rest and I was tired. 
Uh, I was driving home, falling asleep, and I was like, this is the weirdest thing. I'm frigging, I don't even feel like doing anything. Then I was gaining weight, and I was like, oh, my God, this I, I got some serious problems here, man. Energy down, tired, you go to the gym and think that's going to help and buy a membership, and I still, that didn't work. And your sex drive is just gone. All those things, I was like, something's got to, some, Atlantic Men's Clinic, thank you. Thank you very, very much for sitting down with me, explaining everything, and, uh, and, and helping me start feeling really good again in my 60s. For some men, low T starts in their 40s, 50s, some in 60s, 70s, 80s. Listen, at some point, everybody's got low T. The question is, are you going to deal with it and still have an energetic life, or are you going to just start to think more about naps and retirement every day? Atlantic Men's Clinic can do it for you. Your initial visit includes medical consultation, a T and a PSA test. Mention my name, Joe Rose, and that I sent you, and your initial consultation is free, and that's the most important one. Go in there for free. Find out what they can do. See if it's something you're interested in, and tell them what you're going through. The professional staff at all six locations can really make a difference and do it quickly for you. Most men wait a year or longer. There's no need to wait with six locations in South Florida, I go to the plantation location. So easy to get to. Call them today, 877-455-7300. 877-455-7300 or visit AtlanticMensClinic.com. Atlantic Men's Clinic can surely turn things around for you quickly. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Thanks, Woody. And uh, that means it's time for Kyle Krabs, Locked on Finn's podcast. And Kyle, first of all, I'm sorry about yesterday, man. I, I apologize about that. We got everything working. How are you doing? I, I didn't know if it was like uh, trying to change up the the good luck vibes or the fortunes because I was on ahead of week nine or what? I, I wasn't sure. So I'm just <laughs> no. glad to be back. Hey, man, we're, we're, we're glad to have you back because we got, we got a lot. And, boy, I'll tell you what, for a bye week, I can't remember the last bye week where we had – where we were able to get so much good news with everything that took place on Sunday and on Monday night – uh, you, we, we've been talking a little bit about this Bills thing, and they didn't quite look the same even at the end of last year. Um, were you surprised to see Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator, get uh, get let go? Yeah, because uh, Ken Dorsey wasn't the guy that trotted 12 guys out there on the uh, on the last play of the game there where they missed a field goal. So, I don't know. I, I know there's some rumblings from, from people that I talk to that are familiar with the team for Western New York that are getting kind of fed up with, you know, 13 seconds happens, and it's the special teams coordinator's fault. And then last year, uh, they gave up 27 points in the divisional round, and it's Leslie Frazier's fault. And then uh, they have 12 men on field on special teams, and somehow that's the, the offensive coordinator's fault. And everybody's just sitting here, but when's the buck stop with the guy up top? And when, when's there going to be some accountability there? So 
for all of the flowers that Buffalo got for the last six, seven years of this regime and how they were able to really have a lot of stability. Um, it, it feels like they, they got some stuff going on inside that building and, and things are just not vibing real well right now in case in point through 10 games, they're five and five. Kyle, I got to ask you, man, I don't remember a time, uh, more than halfway through the season where the Miami Dolphins overall and especially on defense have been this healthy with getting every, and I mean, everybody, including some of your key uh, backups or guys that have a role in certain packages that you roll out there on defense. Can you remember a time where they've been this healthy? No, I mean, it, it, it certainly has you feeling, feeling really good when uh, you, you look at the personnel and you realize that this is not a personnel group that has a lot of players that it seems like the coaching staff, staff trusts where there's 13 guys, really 14 guys uh, that have taken meaningful snaps the last three weeks. Uh, through the last three games that they've played, you know, they, they kind of have really narrowed in and say, look, these are the guys we trust. It's your starting 11 and uh, Cater Kohu as your nickel and Andrew Van Ginkle as your rotational hybrid linebacker edge type player. And, like, that's that's really it. That's the guys that they like based off the snap counts. And maybe that'll grow as the season goes on. But to have all of that at your disposal starting the back half of the season and then you look at the quarterbacks in the next five games that you get to play and you're like, man, these guys are really – you know, gel this thing together here before we get to that three-game stretch at the end of the regular season. Yeah, they got a chance to move up. And, and by the way, Vic and Fangio and his group got off to a slow start this year but have worked their way up to 12th overall in total defense. Um, I feel like, and tell me if I'm off on this because I've been wrong about a lot of stuff, especially recently here. Um, I feel like the defense got a chance to catch up to our offense and how good they've been and play almost at that level. Would you agree with that? I would, yeah. Uh, I think the what, what they showcased, and obviously the game script for against Kansas City is, is it's twenty-one nothing. So Kansas City is going to play a certain style of football. But even before that, I, I thought outside of the opening script, Miami's defense played an outstanding game against Kansas City. And you do that against quarterbacks of of that caliber, regardless of who's playing on the outside, and you're going to have a chance to really dictate terms. And I think that's the thing that I think about. Miami's offense and what it's had the most success with for the vast majority of the season and under Mike McDaniel is it dictates how defenses play you. You think about like Bill Belichick stereotypically is, oh, what do you do best? We're going to take that away and then we're going to force you to play with your off-speed pitches. But both times that the, the Patriots played, especially the first time, the Patriots were throwing everything out there just trying to figure out like, hey, what's going to work to leverage this or that? And it's like, well, you're doing to the Patriots what the Patriots historically throughout their successful run under Belichick have done defensively. You're doing it to defenses offensively. And now you get Jalen Ramsey back and you see the lack of interest that teams have in throwing to that side of the field. And now that gives you an extra hat to, to put into the middle of the field and, and are you're, you're funneling targets towards Xavier Howard who had not been thrown at all that much this season. And I just really think it can come down to dictating terms in the same way that the offense has done so much over the Mike McDaniel era. You know, last time we talked, we were wondering how we, I was carrying on about Kelsey. We can't allow him to have 12 catches on 145 yards. Man, they shut him down e- either individually or with uh, inside-outside coverage on him. He didn't do anything. Uh, you think we'll see more of that when you have one like Devontae Adams this week, one of the best wide receivers, or do you think they trust those guys pretty much to go one-on-one on the outside? I think they do trust them to go one-on-one on the outside. Um, 
I do think you, you can, especially now that the secondary is at full strength, you can bake in some extra leverage and help that I don't think maybe they did to the degree in which they could have early in the season just because they felt they needed to leverage other spots. I go back to the, uh, the, the Buffalo game, and I think about Buffalo, and obviously Deshaun Elliott's out for that game and Jalen Ramsey's out for that game, but you came into the game thinking, okay, they're, they're going to give a lot of extra attention to Diggs. They're, they're going to roll a safety towards Diggs and play physical and press him and try to cloud him. Well, no, they, they were so focused on we need to get help over whoever our nickel player is that it left Cater Kohu on an island outside against Stephon Diggs for much of that game. So now if you trust your nickel, now that safety can move to wherever a receiver is and help if you want him to. So I, I think they have the flexibility to do it, but I think they should probably come into just about any game and feel like they have corners that you can put one-on-one out there and say, hey, you know, they, they're – getting paid what they're paid. They're as talented as they're talented. They're going to take care of business out there. Kyle, I want to ask you the guard position, uh, and we're not sure if Robert Hunt's going to play or not. I I couldn't get a good read on Coach's comments the other day about that, but if not, it's going to be Lester Cotton most likely at left guard. And then you wonder, it seems to me they really want Liam Eikenberg to be the backup center. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what the Kendall Lamb situation. People have said he doesn't really want to play guard. He preferred to just be the tackle backup, but my God, man, if we're shorthanded and, and you're the next best guy, you may have to play between the center and a tackle, man, at a new position. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think in the grand scheme of things, you're not going to find a lot of better options. And I know the Dolphins brought in a couple of guys for workouts yesterday, including, uh, I saw on the wire, Andrew Norwell, uh, former very accomplished starter, was cut by Washington, uh, had him in for a visit. So I, I think it's reasonable to kick tires on guys and see if anybody's in playing right. shape or anything like that. Yeah. But um, as far as the guys you have on the roster, if Rob Hunt doesn't play, then yeah, it's it's it, you may end up with Liam Eikenberg and Connor Williams because Liam came in and played left guard for you against Kansas City there for a spurt. Um, you know he, he has lined up at that position. You'd love to to not continue to jumble guys around, but that's that's the nature of the beast, right? So I think your de facto is probably. Liam, Connor, Lester inside as your trio. Um, but it did sound like Mike McDaniel said they're, they're starting to cross-train Kendall in that spot, and I would be really intrigued on in what that looks like. And I get Kendall would prefer, but oh, if you're a utility offensive lineman and you're a swing tackle, the whole point is you, you, the flexibility that you provide is the greatest value and asset that you have as a team. He's been outstanding at left tackle, there's no question about it. Yeah. But if they, need the, if they need the bodies, then he, he's the next guy from a, a positional flexibility standpoint. So so how did those two guys play at uh, guard against Kansas City? I, at times I, I saw them get beat quickly, and other times I, I didn't notice, and, and Tua did have time to throw. What did you think of the guard play against Kansas City? I thought the protection was, was okay. I definitely felt like they, they were turning the center towards wherever Chris Jones was, so it was less about, okay, what's the blocking surface and putting guys on one-on-one. So, oh, where's 95? Because we're going to push the center that way, and we're going to get an extra hat that way, and we're going to try to three-on-two that. And Spagnolo did a really nice job because he tagged the Dolphins because like that corner blitz that they took on that first sack. Right. They put Chris Jones on the other side and dropped the defensive end, so now you got three guys blocking Chris Jones and Air. <laughs> and then you got two guys on the black black side blocking four guys or, or three guys because they they rolled the safe, or the corner off the edge. So 
Uh, that's what good defensive coordinators do. You'll see that again. Like uh, I think Dan Quinn does a really good job of that with Micah Parsons. So some hopefully some reps there they can stash away for when Dallas comes to town on Christmas Eve. But uh, I thought the performance of, of the guards was okay. It's just that you, you do feel like there's kind of a glass ceiling of what that's going to provide you. And what I thought they did that adjusted pretty well was the later you got into that game, they started running more vertically. It, it was early in the game. It was a lot of trying to get outside. And the wide receivers, I thought, had their hands full with these big-bodied edge guys trying to block those guys on the edge for crack toss and outside zone that Kansas City has. Well, as the game went on and they got into the flow, they felt they, it felt like they trusted the guys inside to kind of get off the ball and get vertical more, and they ran between the tackles more. And, you know, even those two big runs for he Mostert had on the last drive, he pushed outside, but he ends up sticking his foot in the ground, and he cuts off the the, the – backside hip of of Connor Williams so he's actually hitting that technically speaking from like the the backside a gap it's just the the horizontal flow that they created on the run so I'd be really interested coming in against the Raiders who have Max Crosby uh, who's really 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 talented football player one of the best edge guys in the league but they're kind of soft up the middle can you just run like get north on those guys if those are going to be your guards because I think that plays into their strengths a little bit more hey help me out with Devon Achan who looks like uh what Sounded uh, first words out of Mike's mouth sounded pretty good about Devon Achan is is ready to roll. Does he get his carries right back? Do you think they work him in? Because obviously you're getting a different gear with him out there with uh, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I, I think it is kind of game plan to game plan as far as what they will try to do. If they do try to run a little bit more north, this might be a bigger Jeff Wilson spot than a um, Devon Achan spot, but. I would say they should very quickly give every snap that Savon Ahmed has had back to Devon HN because they, you could tell it's like some of the same kinds of reps and opportunities, and it's just missing that pop that HN has that makes it so impactful. So is that 18 to 20 snaps a game? You, know, you maybe get 8 to 12 touches in total between the passing game and the receiving game. I, I think that's kind of the – uh, area that he'll work himself into. And, and look, you know, he got banged up in the preseason, and now he got banged up midseason. I don't think it's a bad thing to, to keep him off of a super high workload as a back who's a rookie back who's been banged up a few times. Pick and choose your spots with him. I think he can still be really impactful. You know what's amazing? The running back position, basically with two guys, Mostert and Achan, who, by the way, hasn't played for more than a month, 21 touchdowns between those guys. Good yeah. God, I never thought we'd be talking about those numbers. Has that surprised you that uh, they put up those kind of numbers? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I came into the, the this season and throughout the course of the offseason and was talking about, you know, maybe expect a little bit of a regression. Statistically speaking, they'll run the ball more. But the point, no, Mike said, yeah, okay. We're just going yeah, right. to roll up the points like nobody's business. Yeah, they've had a couple of games where they've been limited to 17 points or so offensively, and that's that's the NFL, right? You're running into elite players on the defensive side of the ball. You're you're playing without some of your guys. Uh, I'm not I'm not super stressed about the fact that they scored what they scored against Philadelphia and what they scored what they scored against Kansas City, um, because you look at the schedule and you realize the opportunity that's ahead of them. If you see those teams again, if you do what you're supposed to, if you do what you've been criticized for doing all season long, which is beating the teams that are mediocre or worse, you might be putting yourself in a position to be playing those teams a second time of playing them at home. Yeah. 
Boy, I tell you what, that's uh, that's got to be the goal. By the way, I hope nobody lose sight of this thing is all about like it was with our teams and and looking back. And we never played in five years of going deep into the playoffs in two Super Bowls. Never had a road game in the playoffs. It was all through the old yeah. Orange Bowl. It's just uh, incredible. Kyle, great stuff, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure, Joe. Good catching up with you. All right. Kyle Krabs, Locked on Finns podcast, man. You got to check it out. He is breaking down numbers and everything for uh, fans that like uh, real insight to uh, what's going on with the Dolphins. He is really, really good, man. One of my favorite guys. All right. So we got Brian Baldinger going to join us. Audifee NFL Insider. Excuse me. In the early eight o'clock hour, Baldy's going to join us. He's in New York. He's supposed to join us uh, yesterday, but he's in New York with the Jets today. And uh, man, a lot to talk about there. We'll uh, get uh, get you caught up on everything in the AFC East from yesterday. It was a busy day, man. It wasn't just Buffalo. There was a lot of stuff going on, and uh, we'll get you caught up with all that. Uh, plus, a uh, lot of things going on here in town, including a red hot Miami Heat and Florida Panther team playing right now. Big winning streaks uh, taking place. And again, last night, big wins on the road. But first, I want to talk about something very important, man. You know, Joe, come on. Every time you open your mouth, you say it's important. Well, listen, when you get injured, it's bad news. When you get injured, it can be good news when you got Baptist Health South Florida taking care of you. Oh, boy, are they good. One of the top sports medicine programs in the country. These guys are really, really good. So where do the pros go? Enter Miami, the Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, and the Miami Dolphins. I'll trust those great doctors, those surgeons, those specialists, and those doctors that travel with the team for all their games to take care of them. It's not just that, too. It's right here in our backyard. F-I-U-F-A-U, Day County High School Sports. They're doing it all, man. I've been talking to them. we got to get Broward's High School Sports, too, because I want those kids to have those same great doctors uh, on the weekends to look and take care of their players up there as well. Listen, they're really good at Baptist Health South Florida. Got some great facilities for you, not just Doctors Hospital and Coral Gables, where I've had my surgeries, but now the new facility on 595 and Pine Island Implantation. Dr. Swartzen and the gang up there do a great job. I love that man. That man is unbelievable. And then on top of that, I got to tell you, you got that new facility at Hard Rock Stadium right next to the training facility. So you can go out there, you can get off at the Turnpike, or you can get off off the Palmetto, and you're just minutes away from being there in this unbelievable facility that they built there. It's just great. Hey, one go every day. It's about getting you healthy as quickly as possible with the best doctors in the business. I'm talking about specialists for every part of the body to get you healthy. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Make an appointment today. And now it's time for Hollywood's Headlines. Without further ado, here's Hollywood. All right, Woody. Whew. What do you got going on today, man? All right, Joe. <laughs> um, I'd uh, take a deep breath, man. Yeah. What um, do you have for us? That was bring your dog to work day yesterday. <laughs> hey, it's hard well, enough. Was, to, well, let me ask you this. All right. So Let's the cells, it's hard What's enough for men bringing the dogs to work. I don't know. Hey, people here only work two days a week anyway. But what's with grown men bringing their dogs to work? So, is that a thing now? Like, I, no, I, I think, should I bring my dog in here? No, no, but I think what it is, you know, that's a big thing for people in mental illness. Bringing their dogs to work? Yeah, so people, you see it on airplanes. They got cats and dogs and pigs and stuff with them. And so I think we have that going on here. I, I'm, you're laughing. I'm, I, I, 
I don't know. I'm not. This is the only place I work. So, well, besides the, the university. But I I don't know, man. I don't see a lot of people walking around with dogs. I think uh, we're seeing in the workplace a lot more people. Can you imagine a law firm? Somebody shows up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, bring, you know, uh, I don't know. Bringing their German shepherd. Don't get too close. All right. I had to tell Leroy. Leroy brought in, you know, Empanadas are very generous yesterday. And I said, hey, you know, uh, these these other adults that work with us have brought their animals to work. And you, your Empanadas are at the end of the table. They might get eaten. So, yeah. He is good about bringing in that stuff, though. Man, love they're those, good, too. Oh, he's a big hit. It's nice to have someone. Leroy's a big hit bringing that food in. Nice to have someone who's generous at the station like that. <laughs> what else? <laughs> What else you have? All right, I can't believe you you haven't even mentioned this yet. Draymond Green last night, man. Your boy. I know you love you some Draymond. I know, but there's no Keep reason. Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. No reason to get kicked out of that game. Just no reason. No reason. Nobody was throwing punches. Was grabbing. He well, went Clay way too got far. His jersey I know Clay got his jersey ripped, and it was nice he went over there. But like, he did just you have the guy from behind and choked him out? So, I thought he was going to choke him out. Yeah, it sure looked like it. Uh, by the way, it only took about a minute into the game. But yeah. Like, things got a little feisty there. That's an expensive one-minute game. <laughs> All right. Uh, we had an event yesterday. I felt bad because usually we're on top of these things, and I, I completely dropped the ball on this one. We had the uh, the Netflix Cup yesterday. The what? The Netflix Cup. It was the uh, the golf and, uh, and Formula One guys playing golf. Oh, in Vegas because you yeah. know they're in Vegas for the right. the race this weekend. Uh, Carlos Sainz, who's a Ferrari driver, won the event, and uh, as he stepped to the podium to get his Netflix Cup, which was an ugly cup-looking trophy with a N on it, uh, he dropped it and it broke into pieces. Man, Never that's been happening funny. a lot. Yeah, those guys out drinking. Seemed like nobody yeah. cared. To be yeah, honest I'm sure with it's you. fine. I, that was, uh, by the way, that was Netflix's first uh, live sporting event, which I don't, I don't know how well it did because I kind of fell under don't my Don't worry. <laughs> don't you feel like Netflix can be showing up in uh, a lot of sporting events here pretty soon? You would think. Yeah. By the way, tickets to uh, F1 this weekend in Vegas down 63% in prices there. Yeah. Mm. That race, if anyone's interested, 1.30 in the morning on Saturday. Not interested. Don't you? I mean, I know <laughs> don't they get so it bummed out there, but like, I, w- I want to watch. I think it's cool. I think we'll stay up and watch it. You think I'm going to see 130? No. You think I have any chance? No, not with two little kids. No, no shot. Hey, no shot at that one. And then finally, here we have an amazing item going up for auction here. Somehow, somebody got a hold of Victor Wembanyama's debut NBA jersey. And uh, they expected this thing. It's at Sotheby's uh, auction house now. They expected this thing to go uh, around eighty thousand, one hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah, I don't think it's going to anywhere near that because it, in one day it's already up to fifty thousand dollars. They're uh, they're counting on him to someday be one of the greatest players, and that thing will be worth a couple million dollars. Early so, investment. With the mention of Victor Wembanyama, I got to ask you this because someone sent this to me yesterday. I guess FanDuel's account tweeted this out, and they go. Who would win in a one-on-one game, Wemby or Jordan? Jordan all day. Okay. My response was, who gets the ball first? Jordan. Because I, you know, I think Jordan all day. They present mismatches for one another. 
Jordan in his prime. Every day, all day. I don't oh. care if he's 10 feet two. All right. <clears throat> all day, every day. Talking about the great one. I like uh, the text coming in about bringing your pet to work day. Except it's every day is bring your pet to work. I got to tell you, man, it started with one guy, and now we've got uh, it's like a dog kennel in here. <laughs> I mean, it's so it was hilarious yesterday. I'm like, wow, we've got a little party here. I think tomorrow. I can't wait to see how many people are bringing their dogs in for. Is tomorrow the Thanksgiving thing here? I think so. You going? No. I I'm working. Got stuff to do after. Ah, I'll be sleeping. All right. I gotta make it. Maybe my dog. I'll drop my dog off. He can hang out. Boy, that dog thing really bothers you, huh? It's not that it bothers me. It's just that like people show up to work, you know, here two days a week. That's our thing. We're we're a two day a week, and when they do come, they bring their animals. What is that thing called, man? I'm I'm not trying to be cruel. What an emotional support. Emotional animal? support. Thank you. Maybe that's. I'm being serious. Maybe the the. Two guys you're talking about have it's support to get them through. Maybe the stress here, the two days they come in. <laughs> two out of five days it's they tough, come it's in. It's tough out there, It's bro. tough out there, no question. It's so it tough. says Joe's, uh, Joe's pussycat is too fat to bring to work. Hey, the big fella stays in the backyard. He's just one of the gang back there. Doesn't even look to leave. Just sits back there and relaxes. Beautiful. Look, cat. man, I'm all about people doing whatever makes them happy, but like... They don't keep these stupid things on leashes. The things no, he run let, around. they let them run around. They were throwing, uh, throwing the bone, throwing the ball, and he was chasing it. All right, you done? I'll, can I bring my dog tomorrow? If can you want to bring a dog, you might as well do whatever you want. Nobody's here. <laughs> whatever you want to do, you do whatever you, you want, boy. That's you, really. Would you bring the cat? No, bring I'm not bringing the cat. No. <laughs> Why not? People want to see the cat. No. Don't worry about my cat. We have 800 cameras in this new studio. Yeah, Why I are see you that. up in there? Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll get the cat. I'm not trying to make fun of a cat. No, I'm not making fun of it. Cat's a little bit overweight. It's fine. That cat's happy. Would you have to put it in <clears> a cage <throat> to bring it in, or would you just carry it I in? I just carry it. I don't know if it fits in that damn cage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to have. I don't know, Woody. That's a tough one. All right, listen, uh, I appreciate all that stuff, Woody. Someone said ESPN will rebroadcast the race for your old ass. He's talking to me. He said me. Yeah. Uh, 1.30's rough, man. Those things last about two hours. That's, that's rough. I have not. That's uh, the 12 and one hour, even when I get up early. Yeah, it's, I don't see it either way. Don't see it. Haven't you seen might, it by the time, time you wake up, you might be able to catch the <laughs> yeah, end Yeah, I might thing. catch the end yeah. of the race. That's Total right. End. Hey, we've got the uh, 8 o'clock hour coming up. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider, NFL Network. Baldy will join us. We've got a lot of stuff going on around the National Football League. We're going to get you caught up on that uh, starting at the 8 o'clock hour when we come back here. But first, boy, Michael Kotze at Choice Mortgage sent me this. Hey, fixed rate mortgages with no prepayment penalties in the sixes right now, Joe. I said, man, that's great. You know, inflation really is hurting everybody. Interest rates, homeowners insurance, association fees are continuing to go up. There is some good news. If you own a property and need cash out, please call Michael Kotze at Choice Mortgage right now. Do you have high interest credit card debt, owe back property taxes, IRS liens, judgments, or collections? Call Michael right now. 
to consolidate at lower interest rates. Pay off your high-rate second mortgage rate or home equity line of credit that is tied into an adjustable rate that continues to climb higher. Pay off the Y-Green or Pace loans. Maybe you need funds for a settlement or to even buy a business. If you're looking to buy a home today, get pre-approved with little money down. Now's the time to lock in before interest rates continue to go higher. Call Michael Kotze at Choice Mortgage. He's been helping Floridians for over three decades. Call his cell phone. He's working 24-7. It's 561-441-2730. It's 561-441-2730. That is Michael Kotze at Choice Mortgage, MLS, number 166254. Rates and terms subject to change. Either without notice, he's an equal housing lender. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.